Welcome to Choose to Become, a podcast about discovering yourself, cultivating self-love, and choosing to do the work to become the very best version of you. On today's episode, we're talking all about coping with loss. Stay tuned. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well. This was an episode that was requested actually quite some time ago. And I, as someone who has dealt with a lot of loss, I guess was maybe resistant to doing it. I knew I wanted to speak on this topic because, you know, I understand it very well and I've experienced a lot of it, but it's also sort of uncomfortable, right? Talking about loss and death. I know from experience, those topics can be really heavy, obviously. And even just in getting the notes ready for this episode, you know, I could feel myself realizing, okay, this might be sort of an emotional episode and, you know, all the more reason to, to do it because I know I'm not alone in, in dealing with loss and feeling sort of overwhelmed by it when it does occur. Before we get started, I want to check in and drop in and really center in the breath, especially for today's episode. So wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, if you're able to close your eyes, do so. If not, just really ground down through the sit bones and check in with how you're feeling. Notice the breath. Take a full breath in through the nose and open the mouth on the exhale to sigh it out. And just check in with how you're feeling today. Knowing that wherever that is, that... It's okay, so allowing space for whatever is coming up for you. As for me, I know I am feeling in this moment really a heaviness in my heart. As we all know, you know, we've been bombarded with the news of the murder of George Floyd and... That shit's heavy. And it's hard being a mother of two black boys, being in a relationship with a black man, being the daughter of a black man. This is, it's painful and it's a lot and I'm over it because it isn't sometimes, it isn't, you know, this happened once or twice. This is the result of systemic racism that we all know about and it's heavy right now. For all of us, I think I'm feeling it for myself, but I'm also feeling the collective heaviness of it. We're weary. And so I want to, I want to just pause for a second and just take a second to honor that man's memory, everyone's memory that have been affected by, you know, this kind of stuff. This has been something that I've heard a lot about growing up. I was raised in a black home, and so it was very common to be discussed. It was our reality. And for some people, it's new because it's being recorded now. And I invite you, I know I have a lot of listeners who are not of color, and I love that. But I want to invite you to to be present and not to shy away from what may be uncomfortable. Because even if it doesn't affect you directly, this is a human being who is murdered. This is someone who cried for his life, for his breath, for his fucking mother. 
while an officer continued to put pressure on his neck. And I want us all to collectively take a full breath for this man. And just understand what a privilege that is, right? And I know that's a heavy way to start the podcast, but it's real life. That's what's happening right now. And it's a lot. So just breathe. When we're talking about loss and death, it's heavy, yes. And really no one can tell you how to feel. So if you, you know, if you're listening to this, you've either dealt with loss or you just support me, which I fucking appreciate, so thank you. But if you have dealt with loss, you know, this is going to resonate for you. The first thing I want to share is to allow. Allow yourself to mourn and without judgment. Allow yourself to feel it. I know when my adoptive mother passed away, I was pregnant with my youngest son. And it was a lot because I was pregnant. And so I was already really emotional. I'm already an emotional woman. And dealing with that kind of death during pregnancy brought up a lot for me. Because, you know, I wasn't really present in her life for the last few years. I was going through my own stuff. And so a lot of what I felt was guilt. And that's the interesting thing about dealing with loss and when someone close to us passes away it's interesting what comes up sometimes it's not just sadness depends on your relationship with that person or the situation but it can be guilt you know it can be anger sometimes so allow space for that and it's so fucking uncomfortable and I'm saying that from a place of I've walked through that several times in my life and so you know I share this with so much compassion to just allow yourself to feel whatever's coming up. The next thing is to reach out for support, but also know that some people won't understand. I know a big thing that people say when someone passes away is like, oh, they're in a better place now. And if you've heard that before and you're anything like me, your response in your mind is, fuck you. You know, like, how dare you say that? They should be here. They should be with me. You know, they should be present. But know that I think death brings up a lot for people. And if you're not the person that's dealing with the loss directly or you're less affected by it, I think a lot of times people say things like that because they don't know what to fucking say. It's really hard to say the right thing because there isn't a right thing to say to someone who's mourning. So, you know, if you are the person that is grieving and hurting and someone says one of those like one liners that feels maybe not cold, but feels like inconsiderate or it's just frustrating, know that most likely, usually they're coming from a place of love and they just don't know what to say. Because like I said, there isn't really a right thing to say. Nothing is going to ease that grief initially. It's a process. And that brings me to my next encouragement, I guess we'll call them. It's a fucking process. It's not going to be like, oh, I was sad for a week and now I feel better. You will be sad for a week and feel better for a day or an hour and then have worse emotions than you did initially. And that's okay. That's expected. And that's normal. Don't think that you are taking one foot, you know, one step forward and two steps back because you kind of are. 
that is the process of grieving. You've lost someone from your life permanently. And sometimes you'll have moments of ease, like that ebb and flow, and you'll feel like, okay, but then you'll have the remembrance of, I'm never going to be able to watch the show with this person, or I'll never get a text from that person. And then that reignites the whole thing. No, you're not crazy. You're not. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just the process. So allow space for that and give it time. I mean, to give additional examples from my own life, my biological mother passed away when I was five of a drug overdose. And I don't remember a lot about her, um, but I do have moments of missing having that closeness with a mother figure. And, you know, that's something that I still think about on Mother's Days and on holidays. They're really, really hard because, you know, losing my biological mother, my adoptive mother, and I also lost my father when I was 16 years old, to cancer. So it's, it's hard still, you know, and it's, there's, it's not like every day I'm sad and I think of them every day. No, because it's been a long time since they passed away. But certain things will trigger that, you know, certain things will bring that sadness up and that's okay. So it isn't a process of, okay, here's the timeline and, you know, you'll be all better in six months to five years. Like, I think that, you know, they do say time heals all. And I believe that. I think time just creates more space between you and the occurrence of their death. And so over time, because we're resilient beings, we learn to live without that person. And that's the blessing. That's where the peace comes in. The next thing I want to share is don't be closed off you know, keep the memory of that person alive. I think that that's so important because then I think, you know, and this might be a little woo-woo for some of you, but the more that you can keep that memory alive and keep them present in your mind, again, not every day, but just little things, you will start to see little signs. You will start to, I don't want to say receive messages because that sounds a little weird, but like, you know, a certain song will come on that you used to listen to or, you know, something will happen that you know in your heart and soul that, man, that's them, you know, and sometimes I'll have conversations, you know, I had a friend, Skip, who passed away and I remember, like, after he died, I remember, like, driving home one day, this was, like, maybe a couple weeks after I found out. And I remember I was like crying. I started crying and I was like out loud, like skip, what the fuck, bro? Like what is going on? You know, like how did you, how could you do that? How could you die? You know? And even after that, you know, I'll have moments where I will ask, you know, my dad something, I'll go to the cemetery. And that's a big thing that I do is I go to my dad's grave and I just sit when I need clarity. And there doesn't even have to be words spoken, but it's just, it's like, it's grounding. It's something that I've noticed when I'm dealing with a lot of stressful things or I'm not sure on what direction to go with my life that I'll go sit there and just be and think. And, you know, it's, it's comforting for me. And, you know, another disclaimer, you guys know me and my disclaimers, but these things may not be true for you. And that's what we're going into next is death is going to affect, death and loss is going to affect people in different ways. And so what serves me in those times or the things I do that bring me clarity and peace may be a trigger for you. So this is more of a conversation about 
hey, this is what's worked for me as someone who's dealt with an enormous amount of loss of key figures in my life. Even if it just gets you thinking, okay, what is my thing? What is what is something I can do that makes me feel close to that person without making me feel like overwhelmingly sad and like I just want to go sleep? So finding that balance, finding what works for you and just being open to things affecting you differently. You know, I you may have a loss and a friend of yours experiences it totally differently and seems fine and then you're still fucking crying every day and you're like, is something wrong with me? Hell no. No, like that is your process. Honor your process. You know, using the tools of reaching out for support, using the tools of, you know, being, allowing yourself space to mourn and using the tool, if it works for you, of, you know, speaking to that person and keeping them present, keeping the memory alive in whatever way works for you. Another thing that I want to touch on is, you know, maybe you're dealing with someone who is sick and you know that they're not going to get better, whether that's, you know, they may already be on hospice or, You may know that they have six months to a year to live, or you just know based on what the doctor has said that this person is not going to get well. So you know that essentially this person is dying and that's really, really hard too. And, you know, I had that situation, I'm going to cry, with my brother, my biological brother, who was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer in... 2014. And I remember us going to San Francisco and, you know, he knew he had a lump. They didn't know what it was. And they did the biopsies and stuff. And it was just he and I there. And I remember the doctor pulling me in and saying, you know, it doesn't look good. And he has tumors all throughout his liver as well. And I just remember leaving that appointment. You know, he was resting in his room and I remember walking up and down the streets of San Francisco, like near the hospital and just bawling. And I was so angry. I was like so angry. I was like, how the fuck do you take our parents and now you're taking my brother? Like, like where, like (laughs) I didn't, you know, I wasn't a yogi then, um, knowingly, I guess. But, um, yeah, I was very angry and I felt very mad at God and I felt robbed and I felt afraid and I felt like all I could think of as I was watching people was like, wow, I'd see a couple walk by and I'm like, wow, my brother's never going to experience getting married. I'd see different, you know, an old woman or an old man and be like, wow, my brother's never going to get old. And it was like these really concrete realizations that just were so overwhelmingly sad for me. And happy to say that my brother is still alive. He was given six months to a year to live in 2014, and he is still alive. He still has stage four pancreatic cancer, but he's living with it, and he's happy. And, you know, it's an amazing thing. But I also know, you know, at some point, he's going to die, you know? And I just... I get, he wrote something for me for my book. I did a survey for the book that I'm working on. And he wrote to that same effect of like, yes, I've learned so much and it's been a spiritual journey and like I'm closer to the God or closer to God than I've ever been. But then, you know, that human side of the coin is I'm dying and that's that's kind of fucking crazy. So, you know, to speak to this 
all I can say is try not to focus on that aspect of it. Like, don't be dumb to it. Like, oh, everything's fine and he's going to live forever. Like, no, that's that doesn't even make sense. That's not real life. But you can enjoy the time that they are here. You can give them flowers while they are alive. And, you know, that's what I implore you to do if you're in a situation where you know someone is eventually going to die. Like, not eventually, but like, you know, die before their time. I'm doing air quotes because who knows what the fuck when your time is. But just knowing, you know, that this person is sick and not getting better. Spend that time, you know, be present, you know, even if they don't live in the area, call. Even if they don't answer, text, call again, leave that loving message, send that YouTube video, whatever it is that makes you think of them. Because when you look back at the time that you did have with them, you don't want to look back and be like, dang, I was, I didn't know how to respond, so I just didn't ever reach out because it was uncomfortable. Death is fucking uncomfortable. Dying is fucking uncomfortable. You know, all of the things that we're talking about here, they're heavy as fuck and they're uncomfortable. But as you know, if you listen to this podcast, we lean into discomfort with love and compassion and bravery. It's fucking brave to be in a situation where grieving because you're allowing yourself to feel. So yeah, I mean, that's really what I wanted to share were all of those things. And I know that that this is a heavier episode, but it's also real life. And, you know, I hope that these tools or ideas or concept or just me sharing my stories and truth serve you in some way if you are dealing with grief and loss. And I think for all of us, um, right now is a heavy time, you know, obviously with COVID. But, you know, this death of George Floyd has brought up a lot for people. And what I can say is take good care of yourself. You know, I watched the news yesterday for the first, like, more news than I've watched probably in the last five years about, you know, what had happened. And it was maybe 20 minutes total. And I felt so fucking heavy all day. Like, I felt so, like, down like, not like sad, like I wasn't crying, but it was just like heaviness, you know, like, I don't know if that resonates, but it's hard to see all of this, you know, and especially if you're African American, but I think everyone's being affected by it. And it's uncomfortable, and it's enraging. And so whatever's coming up for you, feel it. But don't get sucked into just watching and, and, and taking all of that in. Don't hide from it. But when you feel that heaviness, take some space. Stay informed, but take some space. That's the balance. I love you guys, and I so appreciate you guys listening. I so love hearing from you and getting, you know, DMs and messages about how my words serve you. You know, it just, my heart is so fucking full, it could burst. (laughs) So thanks for listening. Thanks for rocking with me. If you know someone who is dealing with loss or that is having a hard time with with what's happening now in the world, please share this with them. If it helped you or served you in any way, please share. And as always, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, and I'll talk to you soon.